Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we hung out with Miles over Zoom video. Miles was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. Talks about how he got into music. Actually kind of named after Miles Davis. His dad was a, or is a huge Miles Davis fan. He started singing from a very early age and was the kid in music class that needed to be heard. Was always singing, belting in music class. Started freestyling when he got into middle school. He talked about this uh, Christmas record he pressed 100 copies of when uh, he was in middle school. In high school, he started to record his own songs. He talked about the success he had on one of those songs that he put up on SoundCloud. He was also or is a great football player. So he was being courted at different colleges to go play football there. So when he'd go to that college or meet with his team, he'd be like, oh, yeah, check out my music. So he was almost you know, pitching his music as he was going to different colleges. He ends up going to Dartmouth College on a football scholarship. He tells us a story about how he got hurt and where that kind of led to this miserable time in his life, really. But that all changed when he moved to Los Angeles, took like a break from college, which ended up turning into never returning to college. During the quarantine lockdown, he had a huge viral moment with the song What in Tarnation on TikTok. We hear about that. Moving back to Los Angeles, recording the song Desperados and When You're Sober, which When You're Sober will be on or is on the new EP that we talk about. But from those, he ended up signing a record deal with Electra Records. He tells us that story. We hear all about his new EP called Never Have I Ever, getting Travis Barker to play live drums on the title track to the EP, and all about this tour he has coming up as well. You can watch our interview with Miles on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be awesome if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Miles. Yeah, there we go. How's it going? All right. It's going good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Of course. Happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, I'm Adam, and uh, this podcast is about you and your journey in music, and we'll talk about the EP that you have coming out think, awesome. what, next Friday, right? Yes, next Friday. Awesome. Next, awesome. Next Thursday at 9 <laughs> okay so next thursday at nine midnight eastern time <laughs> i worked on the radio for a long time like 17 years and i was on the west coast so records would come out at nine our time and midnight east coast so we always had the the availability to play it before anyone else it was pretty rad <laughs> sure. that's awesome man yeah <laughs> well man thank uh so so nice to meet you and i appreciate uh like i said you doing this today um sure. Yeah. Uh, so I guess first off, talk to me about you're born and raised in uh, St. Louis. Is that what I saw? Yes. Born and raised in St. Louis. I moved out to uh, L.A. in 2018. Okay. Uh, St. Louis was dope, man. I, uh, I say dope. It was it was it was a good place to grow up. Um, like definitely, you know, I I play football. Uh, uh -huh. Did like did a bunch of stuff. I, growing up, like wanted to try everything and just be involved in as many pockets as I could. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and you know, so went to went to high school there. Really got into football then. Uh, you know, I was freestyling. I was, uh, you know, I started making music on a cracked version of Logic Pro. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> put that shit like straight out on SoundCloud. Uh, so that was that was like my roots of getting into that. Uh, but nah, it was it was a it was a cool place, St. Louis. That's awesome. I did. I read that you're named after Miles Davis. Slightly, yeah. slightly. Okay, it's, it's like it's like one of one of the one of the namesakes. One of one of the factors in the name. Yeah, definitely. My parents listen to a lot of jazz music. They love jazz music. Um, That's killer. And my dad, honestly, he listened to every single thing under the sun. Like I got in the car one time and he was playing polka music. Uh, <laughs> it was on like he was listening to that uh like you know public radio where you could just everything oh yeah yeah, yeah just any, it, it's like supported by listeners <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's cool man so you obviously grew up with music or parents that were fans of, of yeah. music anyone a musician in your family nope nope okay. yeah i was the only one man uh i yeah because i remember it was i mean my mom would like she would sing to me sometimes and then my dad, when we go to karaoke, he he'd pull out the Frank Sinatra and be like, hold on. I think I got a little bit of this from you. Okay. <laughs> so, but no, like no musicians, musicians in the family. No. OK, but do, when when would you go to karaoke? How old were you when you'd go like you'd go as a family to, to sing karaoke? That's amazing. Yeah, there. it was always like it was never like, hey, tonight we're going to go do some karaoke. It was just oh, okay. some random thing that would happen like there was <laughs> we were at uh this place called viviano's and it's like a it's just like an italian restaurant bombest tortellini in chesterfield missouri by the way okay. uh, <laughs> I'll hit it up when i'm there <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah he they were just having random karaoke and he was singing frank sinatra i got up there my go-to karaoke song is uh uh, uh bohemian rhapsody Wow, that, that's a that's a difficult one. It gets the people going, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I'm just gonna go with some Queen, like the hardest song to sing. That's Hell awesome. Yeah. It's like an eight minute long song with like 14 different parts. Sure. <laughs> that's that's what I rock when I go to karaoke. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm just it's that's so cool that your dad would get up and do it like. My parents would, you could not pay them to get up and sing a song karaoke. I think that's rad. Yeah. My dad was like the most extroverted human being I know still, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you have that personality though, too. So I, I could see that. Yeah. I get a lot of that from him for sure. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so when did you start? Like, did you take piano lessons as a kid or anything like that? I took guitar lessons for... Okay probably a, a month uh, not very long but i was i was always on the on the singing thing okay like, i love to sing so much i'd be singing on random shit the second i got my computer like i was on photo booth just like recording videos of myself singing just i don't know what it was at that time like and then you know i would uh i remember in music class like in elementary school i actually liked to do it like i was belting that shit out while everybody else was like 
upset that they had to be there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, was, I was making my voice heard. I love that. And then, uh, you know, started freestyling and that was going well. And I was like, damn, what if I what if I wrote this down? Like I actually gave myself a second to think about what I'm going to say before I say it. And mm -hmm. that's really what got me into start like writing music. And was that where you're still in high school or did that come later? Yeah, this was like, I was probably 15 at this okay. point. Yeah. Cause I was freestyling mm -hmm. like in middle school with, with my little group of homies and okay. uh, then like, you know, high school and then, started smoking a little weed and then it, the, the, the creativity really yeah, then it really sparked so, yeah, there you uh, go. In the old cypher circles <laughs> <laughs> and that's when that was that was high school and that's when i was like yo what if i just like started putting some of this shit out like you mm -hmm. know and it, it got to a point where it, it like felt good enough to me i liked it enough and like people were like yo this is like kind of hard to where i was like fuck it let's put it out and, we and you were doing that on SoundCloud when you were in high school still? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's when SoundCloud was. I got into SoundCloud at like the peak SoundCloud time. This was like probably 20, 2015, 2016. Okay, yeah. And it was perfect because I, uh, I put out, I think this was senior year, and I put out a remix of uh, Maria I'm Drunk, a Travis Scott song. Uh-huh. And it blew up on SoundCloud, blew up. This was like promoting sounds era, promoting sounds, put it on their page. Uh, wow. I, I met my manager from that song because it was like going around like St. Louis, <laughs> like wildfire. Like and every time I would go anywhere, because at that at that point as well, I was. Uh, wow, I'm covering all the topics here. Hold on. <laughs> I'm all no, I love, this is amazing. This yeah. is what I want. <laughs> I want so I was getting recruited for football at the time. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for going to camps and everything. And these were, you know, around Missouri and Iowa and all over like Purdue, Illinois. So like e everywhere, like close to Missouri enough to drive. Um, and so every time I'd go to one of these, I would like play my music or like freestyle for everybody. And I'd be like, yeah, take, take that home with you. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, it'd go and like when we'd go on spring break, I'd freestyle, you know, in Florida and there's people from everywhere. And so, like, I really started off on like the word of mouth shit. Like, that's cool. You were like touring, but doing it through like the college that were, you know, that we're talking to you about going and playing football there. <laughs> that's so awesome. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think at that point, like I already was so in love with music. Like I didn't even really want to go to college, <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah. It's, but I mean, to you obviously really good fo at football too, to be at that level for, for colleges to want you to come play for them. I mean, how do you juggle football practice, which I'm sure was insane, like in training all the time, even through high school. I remember seeing the guys that played high school football and our team sucked. I think we lost every year or every game, uh, but to like be at that level and then also working on music, you must have been like yeah. so burned out. All the I time. mean, low key, I don't know how I got good grades. I don't really remember because I was like, you know, it was football practice. I get home for football practice. I don't know. I think what I have like so many things that I need to do in a short amount of time, they get done. <laughs> and then like when I have all the time in the world, like less, less gets done. <laughs> so I, 
I, I guess I work, work. You were good under pressure. Yeah, I guess <laughs> so. But no, nah, it was a, it was, it was a lot for sure. Um, but man, it was just like so important to me that it, mm-hmm. it didn't matter, you know? Did I see that you put out like a Christmas record or something like that when you were younger? <laughs> yeah, it's turning into a, it's turning into a Nardwar thing. <laughs> yeah, man, I put out a, uh, put out, I burned like a hundred CDs of, I think I sang like, and this is on like straight garage band okay. uh, with like a, with a Bluetooth mic. It might not even. No, nah, I think I had the Bluetooth mic at that point. Uh, or sorry, Bluetooth. USB uh, mic. USB mic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I like, I sung like, I think eight songs, like the classic Christmas songs, burned, burned a CD, took a picture in a, in a sweater in front of the Christmas tree that was oh, on. That's awesome. And then like used an iPhone app uh, to like put Merry Christmas, like, miles christmas album or something it's somewhere i have it it exists i don't know where it is i can find it but yeah it's that was i think that was that might have been the peak of my career actually (laughs) (laughs) were you handing them out to kids in school like you have 100 copies of it and then who are these going to were they christmas presents yeah family christmas presents uh, so this was like right before this was because it was this middle school yeah this was middle school right before like Christmas break. And so I went back to school and handed out all my copies. <laughs> I was like, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, some of the teachers. Like, <laughs> That's so yeah. rad. It's definitely out in the world back in Chesterfield, Missouri. That's going to be like an eBay item here pretty quickly. Shit. Oh. <laughs> um, so, okay. So you ended up going to college for football. You went to Dartmouth College for football and but you had this buzz around you and these managers and or people reaching out to you on the music end. Like, uh, was that something you said you just went to college because you decided to go music was already at that point. That's what you were aiming towards. Yeah, I went to college more for appeasement purposes, sure. parental appeasement purposes. And like, you know, just because like. They they convinced me so hard. They were like, please, please, please. It's an Ivy League school. Like mm-hmm. you anything. And like when I went to for my visit, they knew I did music at that point, too. Um, so they were showing me like they had these studios. And they're like, oh, you can get these studios anytime. We got this like dude that works. He's a he's a mastering engineer and blah, 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 blah. And so it was like all this like music central stuff. They could, they're like, we can get you blah, 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 blah. And I was like, OK, hold on hold on. All right. And then, you know, and she was like, just try it one year, just go one year and try it. And if it's not it, all right. And, uh, so I ended up going and none of that music stuff happens. Of course not. They want you, once they get you in, they're like, okay, you got practice at this time. (laughs) It was, it was, it was one of the rougher periods of my life. Uh, cause I, uh, I actually messed up my ankle before I went like the summer leading into, uh, going to Dartmouth. And so I ended up oh. the team manager, which I was just filming practice. Oh. Filming so you, practice. Had to, you still had to go and take part in all of this stuff, but you, you were go, take part in everything, film every practice, every game, go to meetings to watch the film that I had <laughs> just filmed the day before. 
And oh, dude, man. I was literally, I was falling asleep in all the meetings and getting yelled at. I, w- I showed up like five minutes late to being 15 minutes early one time. And then I had to go to like morning conditioning at like 530. And I was just like, yo. And do what? Like film the other guys? Oh, <laughs> like- well, was it, was it at that point, like I'd healed up enough. So oh, okay. I was in the weight room now and I was doing the conditioning and shit. You know, all the worst parts of football with like none of the like actual fun. Right. Um, like I was filming up in like a 25 foot scissor lift by myself like in the cold oh, man the rain and the wind like <laughs> it was i mean because you know it leads into winter and it's fucking new hampshire it's like sure, it's freezing outside it was yeah it was fucked man <laughs> that's that it that shit sucked and i was like you know in this sterile ass dorm room and just sad and all my, my managers everybody i do music with they're in la it's like 80 uh, degrees and sure like music and they're all smiling and i'm like damn how does this happen <laughs> i'm supposed to i'm supposed to be over, i'm on the wrong coast sure <laughs> and then obviously you get to la was it did you do that one year and we're like okay oh no, this, man. Out. no man i made it four months okay <laughs> four months uh yeah because it's uh so they're on the quarter system and so you go, I went for the first quarter and it was, it was just hell. It was like the worst three months of my life. And so then go back and I'm just completely burnt, you know, from football, from like trying to be creative at all under all of that. And then, you know, school and like, I ended up like dropping a class first term. I, I got two B's. If I got so <laughs> let's go. Cause you only take three classes a term. So Came back second term, didn't go to class, didn't go to class, didn't do anything, but uh, they had a mountain uh, and there was a shuttle that picked you up at the library and I went snowboarding every day. Oh, that's cool. I, just, I didn't go to a single class, did not show up once and didn't do anything other than snowboard for that month that I was there. Ended up taking a personal term, which is like every person at Dartmouth gets one. And it like wipes the slate clean or so my counselor told me. So then I dip out to L.A. Uh, for the. Rest. Oh, that was during the personal term. I was during the personal term. Oh, smart. So I'm like, I mean, shit, this would be like a cool little little taste. So I stayed in L.A. Uh, with the homies for like a month and a half to end off that term. And then like by the time it was time to turn in the paperwork, uh, she was like, oh, yeah, so due to all the your grades and your absences and everything you'd be avoiding a suspension if you took this personal term so you can't come back for three terms oh wow oh you 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 ain't you ain't want to mention that in like the first meeting that we had about sure this magical thing that wipes the slate clean (laughs) (laughs) oh wow so, so i ended up i couldn't go back for three terms my mom wanted me to fight it write appeal letters and all this shit and i'm like i'm done like this is like this is the nail in the coffin. I'd never wanted to do this in the first place. Like, perfect. Right. It was almost like a blessing. You're like, okay, no, well, now I, I'm in LA and I'm going to do hard, music. It was hardcore blessing. It was so awesome. So I, I got done with LA, went back home for a little bit, uh, drove. Oh, God. What was it? I think it was 18 hours there and back uh, with my very upset father to go grab my stuff from college oh wow (laughs) okay yeah yeah. and uh (laughs) and came back home and you know i told him what i wanted i was like 
it like I know what I want to do. I want to go out to LA. I want to do this shit. Like I don't know how. I'm, I'm gonna, like I get a job. I'm gonna get a job. I worked at a cupcake shop. Uh, nice. I was, I was a front facing cupcake expert, and these cupcakes were like fat and good. And one cupcake wars twice, so like it wasn't no like little small operation. Like we were, okay. We were really slanging cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> we were really slanging. Cupcakes. <laughs> yeah. So. So I did that for a while. And then, uh, well, real quick, was your dad aware of the success you had on SoundCloud and on it? Were your, was your, is that yeah. something that was talked about? Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, like there was success on SoundCloud. And then I even had, I had some songs doing, doing pretty well on Spotify at that point. Uh, okay. so you were put songs out when you were in LA during that, that period yeah, of time. I was putting songs out, uh, before I left for college, I, I, I did something in high school and then uh, I had like, I think I had one song come out while I was at Dartmouth, actually. Um, okay. It's called whole lot of gang shit. Oh yeah. I've, I heard that one. It's like <laughs> hashtag whole lot of gang shit. Oh, that, one, <laughs> that one's still on my Spotify. That will never, that will never go anywhere. That I like one, that one. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's just an ode to like, you know where i started and you know mm-hmm. what i what, what i sounded like when i when i first you know started this shit um yeah your cha- your sound has evolved so much so, and i love what you're doing like right now the the like guitars in hip hop you know combined is so cool thank you man i uh yeah it's been a i've tried everything just because i you know i feel like I'm decent enough at everything to really dip my toe into every, every possible pocket. And when I started doing this, I was like, I don't want to have a genre. I don't want to pick a lane. I want to do everything. And like kind of narrowed that down a little bit and honed it into this, like, you know, hip hop, pop rock feud Mm -hmm. thing that I got going on. And I feel like it's the perfect pocket for me because it allows for so much freedom within it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I get to, I get to take the coolest parts of everything that I like in every genre and like bring it into my sound, which I think is so dope. And, uh, you know, I went, when I first started, I wanted to be a rapper so badly, like full on Migos, Wiz Khalifa. Mm. Like I was like, I want to be a rapper. And my name was mixed millennial at the time. It's a good name. It was, it was a great name, bro. It's <laughs> a good was, name. You know, unfortunately, I'm not actually technically on most websites a millennial. The cutoff is like a year before I was born. Oh, uh, that was that was like a little tough. A little controversy there. That's what I was, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, damn, people are going to find out that I'm not. And then it's going to go off. And then it's like <laughs> next news story. Like he's not actually he's a fraud. Like, yeah, bro. <laughs> I was like, that's going to be great for my career. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so then I, you know, because it was it was it was really a lot of the environment uh, just mm-hmm. because in St. Louis, man, it was trap heavy. Mm-hmm. super super trap in st louis and like you got you put on some pop music man you were getting clowned and so but you know i i had to listen to it in secret you know in mm-hmm. my room because i still fucked with that shit super heavy and then i came out to la so this is post cup or no this is like when i was visiting la and it was like holy shit people like listen to pop music and they love it and they fuck with it out here so do i i love that shit and so uh so went like from full rap to all the way bubblegum pop. And then like, I think over like this next, you know, those next 
two, three years was really finding that balance between that hip hop and that pop, mm -hmm. you know, because I just love to sing so much. And I was going to say your voice is so good. And and that's why it because it, you can sing and you can rap. So it's like when and you have that grit to your voice. So it works really, really well with the pop rock rap thing you have going on now but even like you had those like uh what in tarnation uh, like that it works really well with kind of like that outlaw hip-hop sound too shout out what in tarnation man <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the quarantine the quarantine anthem <laughs> oh is, is that is that when you wrote that yeah so okay uh, well tell know, me where were so 2019 into 2020 uh what did you have like were you back in LA at this point Were you yeah. still in St. Louis? So I, uh, so I did my cupcake thing and I, I said, I'm going to be out in LA by, by, uh, by September and mm -hmm. August 21st, 2018, I moved out to LA. I lived with a couple homies, uh, shared a room, uh, like full, like base LA start, like over by, uh, USC is where I, uh, uh okay. I hear and, uh, you know, I was putting out music. I lived with a homie who had a vlog. He was putting it in the vlog. So that was giving it traction. It was cool. It was cool. And then, uh, you know, it was just, it was, uh, it was going, nothing was going crazy, but you know, it was going and, mm -hmm. then, uh, put out some more songs, put out some more songs and fast forward to COVID. Then I go home for two months to St. Louis and, I was like, I hadn't started TikTok yet because I didn't. Mm -hmm. I was one of the like skeptics. I was like, I don't want to be on TikTok doing no dances, being like it's just goofy and corny to me. And then I was like, then I was home. I did my like two weeks of doing nothing at the beginning of quarantine because that's like the only time you're ever going to be able to do that in your life. So I was like, Fuck sure, it. I'm playing video games, bro. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then after two weeks, I was like, I, I physically can't do this. Like, I'm not meant to be doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what would be what would be funny for TikTok? Let's 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 start doing TikTok. See if we can figure this out. And so I made what in tarnation. It was a verse and a hook because I had freestyled in some of the vlogs that I was in and people uh, on a, on country beats and mm, people okay. loved it over country beats. And so I was like, let's rock it. So made it in my childhood bedroom on my shirt and my Apollo and it blew up on TikTok. I think I got like a hundred thousand followers like overnight. Oh, wow. So and that's where it started really was out of that video. Well, incarnation really really was the start i would okay. say okay it's funny that you didn't want to get involved in tiktok be just for me hearing your story because you said that you like went right on to photo booth when you got a computer and you were singing into the camera on there like that to yeah. me is like well, tiktok 10 I, years ago i don't think i was thinking of it in the music sense Oh, because it was all dance challenges and all stuff in the beginning. Dance challenges and little kids and like all that stuff. And that's when like because TikTok was has been around for so long and the musically had been around. Yeah, my my son had musically and he was and then it, he told me about the app and I mm. and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool that you can that people are on it. And there wasn't a whole lot of people at all when it was on there and. So when it changed, he's like, it's now TikTok. It was musically. I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy.
Yeah, and because I remember seeing the app store. I didn't even have it, I think, before, like, a cer- I don't even remember where I got it. But all I know is that back then, like, if you got a million likes on a video, like, or no, sorry, a million views. If you were getting a million views, like, your video was viral. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, one tarnation hit a million and fucking. That must have been happened? wild, though, for you to see that. Right? Just being like, wait, what? what? It was literally I could well because you know I I'm I had probably 300 followers at the time. I think that was like my second week of doing TikTok, and I had 300 followers. Like from mm-hmm. you know a video had like a thousand, two thousand views. I was like, oh, let's go. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's still pretty good. Though. You know, <laughs> think about it with 300 followers. Yeah, so it, was, <laughs> it was a vibe, and then. Like, you know, I post the I post the one tarnation thing, you know, forget about it, turn on my phone, whatever. And then my phone starts blowing up that night at like nine o'clock. And I look at the phone, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like something. And I go on the video and it's at like 500,000 views. I'm like, what the fuck? It's been like three hours. It was crazy. It was crazy. Oh, I can imagine that being like, for me, it'd be like the lottery, just like, or like a slot machine. It's like, you got to keep going back and refresh. Like, oh shit. Now it's at 50, like 500,000. Now it's like 700,000. Like I would get so addicted to it. Oh, I refreshed that page. I'd never had a viral moment like that. I refreshed that page for hours. <laughs> I would too. I, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you, bro. I, I stayed up till like, like 4 a.m. that day, just like, what the fuck is going? Just basking in it, <laughs> letting it sure. wa- letting it wash over me. <laughs> no, but it was it was awesome, man. And uh, you know, so I ended up mixing it myself, like in my on my on my Mac, put it out on Spotify from there. I think we were, what we were using uh, Stamp, or I think we just put it out on DistroKid. We we're like, fuck okay. it. like we had. We've been working with some people from STEM, but we put it on DistroKid and uh, that was that. And it like it, it did numbers and it was cool. Sure. because You know, at that point, I'm independent. I never had like music wasn't making me too much money at that point. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, this this song was actually getting plays. It was getting streamed. I was like bringing in checks after every month and we were putting it back into the song, doing marketing and shit like that. And it was awesome. Uh, but it opened up a lot of doors. It, uh, you know, I got to work with these super dope producers, actually. Uh, <laughs> Danny Myich and Wizard Blood, Drew Folk. Uh, actually, they had another beat. They heard the song. They had this beat. They were like, hey, it's kind of Western-y, but it's like cooler. It's like more in my pocket. It's like way more like... You know, one tarnation was co- completely a joke. Like it, it, it wasn't supposed to do like what it did. You know, it was just like right. oh, it funny. just happened. Yeah, <laughs> it just happened, which is awesome. But you know, I wanted to. Okay, I don't want to be the country trap guy. Like mm-hmm. I don't want that to be what we do here. Right. Um, so so we had this beat for Desperados. It turns out, and it's this more. You know, it's it's like you know, grittier, like kind of outlaw vibe instead mm-hmm. of like this, like country twang, you know, joke. <laughs> and so we, so we made, so we made Desperados, which was awesome. And then I worked with Danny Myach again on another song when you're sober. Uh, and this was, Oh, in- that was around that same time because that's the, a new one that you've put this out, was, right? This was in 2020. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we made when you're sober and, 
Drew Folk, actually. He was like, yo, can I send a couple of these songs uh, to an A&R homie of mine? Little did I know that was Johnny Minardi, his manager, also my A&R at Electra, sends it to Johnny. We end up getting on a they he loves it. We ended up getting on a call with everybody over at the label. I think it was like three days later. It was a Thursday. Me and my homie Cam were headed out to film the music video for Desperados to the Desert. And uh, that, that we, we left for that on Friday. We had the call on Thursday. The call goes awesome because I'm like, OK, it's another one of those label calls. Yeah. Oh, we like your stuff, man. Like, check up with us in like five, <laughs> five to six years. Like, yeah. you know, like, like, let's see. Let's just see. All right. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> so I'm like, OK, another one of these bet. Um, but it was not that it was com- the opposite of that. Like everybody was just like just felt the energy and it mm-hmm. was it was really crazy. So I end the I end the call thinking like, OK, because they were talking about Desperado. So I'm like, all right, cool. We're getting a single deal bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I get off the call. My manager calls me. He's like, yo, we need to get some things like some ducks in a row here because you're about to get a record deal. Um, Whoa. Holy shit. And this is a right before we leave for the holidays. Uh, 2020 end of 2020. <clears throat> and so we go, so we go to film this music video on the desert. I'm on, I got my AirPods in talking to my lawyer, going over these deal points, wheeling and dealing, uh, <laughs> film the music video. It's awesome. It's just me and my homie cam with a generator and two quasars and his camera. I'm on play. That's right. It was fucking awesome, man. And so then we get back and we sign the deal Monday. Whoa, that's quick. This was like a, this was less than a week long. Pro- this was like a weekend long process. <laughs> it was crazy. Do you call your dad and your mom and, and are like, hey, like I oh, yeah. just signed to a major la- like that must have been quite the phone call. Oh, yeah. The, the mom and dad relationship is great. And it's always been great after, you know, after the college thing, it was a little rocky because obviously right. It's they want they want well, they security. want the best for you. They want yeah. security. They want sure. safety. They don't want me to starve and die. So of course. I of get course. it. I always got it. Um, but I just knew that it was going to happen. You know, you can't explain that. So you can't plan it out. Like, I don't right. have, I don't have the plan. Like, I don't know how it's going to work. I just know it is. And so, you know, there was proof in the pudding, like along the way, I think. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the deal, it was just like. Guys, we we did it. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was awesome, man. So got the deal. Been loving working with Electra, man. We got, I mean, shouts out to them. They got fucking Travis Barker on my title track of my EP. I know. I want to talk to you about the new EP for sure. I'm just so just to touch on kind of this this. You know, you, you changed sonically a little bit when it when it came to you put Mosh Pit out, but you said when you're sober was written beforehand. So that sounds like, and that has that guitar sound. So was it like, Oh, we should go this route. And then you started messing with that and went with mixtape or mosh pit as like the first in that style or. Yeah. Basically I made when you're sober and then I brought when you're sober into every single studio session that I did for like a year. Okay. I was like, this is the best song I've ever made. I want to make more of these and okay. you know, tried to like, I think tried to do my best to replicate it. Um, and, and just, 
just the feeling of the song. The song just feels good. You know, it's mm -hmm. up, it's in your face. It feels like an anthem. Um, and then Mosh Pit was also with Danny Myich. Um, been a really dope homie of mine. He's so, so fire. I love working with musicians, man. I, uh, cause there's beat makers and there's musicians. Mm -hmm. Getting into a room with a musician has been, and honestly, I have, I, I'm, I'm a little jaded by it at this point, but I mean, when somebody can pop up from the chair, pop over to the synth, pull up the bass, play the bass guitar they rocking like playing every instrument and then like getting back down and then producing it out it's the craziest shit mm -hmm. i think you know the craziest shit ends up coming from that because you have so much freedom to move in these ways that you couldn't if you're pulling up splice loops you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. yeah because they can go essentially help you create anything like exactly. oh i have this idea like oh yeah let me grab the bass whatever and maybe so with this this new EP, when do you start working on this? And you obviously you get Travis Barker on the record. Who were you working with? Uh, were you working with the same people when you wrote this album or wrote this EP? Yeah, I was working. I was working with everybody, man. And then especially like once I signed the deal, it was speed dating to the maximum. I was in <laughs> sessions. I was in sessions. I was in a crazy amount of sessions, and it was okay. always with new people. So I think. I think what that did was really, really help me like get the spiel down and like understand what I wanted to get across in the music that I wanted to make. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, this EP is super dope and it's super dope how it came together because it was kind of retroactively, uh, you know, I mean, when you're sober, like I said, that's a song from 2020. Uh, and then we have, you know, the internet, which we just finished, uh, like, you know, right before it came out, honestly. So it's it's been all over the place. And I think, you know, it's kind of cool just to have those songs from over these, you know, two year span of random places of where I was. And mm -hmm. you know, I'm just I'm just super stoked it came together the way it did because the songs sound great together. Um, you know, the Travis feature, I'm so blessed to have, you know, the mm -hmm. fun legend on my song um how did that did you have the song done and sent it over to him and he just yeah, so, did his thing yeah man we were uh we were sitting in we were listening to the all the tracks in a row with johnny uh and we we heard never have i ever and we were like it's missing something i don't know what it is but it's missing something i think it's missing it's just missing the feeling of this song. And so, and he was like, yeah, we should have some like live instruments on it, like drums. I'm like, yeah, that's what it is. And he was like, we should get Travis Barker. And we were all like, ah, yeah. <laughs> and then like a week later, he's like, all right, bet. We got Travis Barker. <laughs> I was like, what, bro? <laughs> that man is a fucking mover and a shaker. He, mm -hmm. uh, he's the GOAT. Shout out and, but he also can find he knows talent right and like he he, he works with a lot of people but he works with <laughs> he works with people that he knows are you know it's like worthy of his service type deal you know you you're not gonna just he's not gonna just get hired out to anything because he doesn't have to well, so the fact that he goes yeah man this this guy's sick i want to play on his on his song like that's insane yeah um I'm I'm honored, honestly. I really am. It's uh 
It's gonna it's gonna be dope, man. I'm so excited for this to come out next week. How many songs are on the EP? Because those Miss Internet uh, or Miss Independent, the Internet, and uh, when you're sober, all on the record or the EP. Yep. And then we got we got two new ones coming out. Okay. So never have I ever, and then another new one. Yep. Cool. I'm I'm excited, man. I can't. We'll 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 say we'll say the title. Fine. Yeah, we got Hollywood, and I'll put it out after. We'll put out the conversation after it's out or around the time. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So tell me about this. What's the other one? I want to hear about this song. Hollywood. Hollywood's yeah. a dope song, man. Uh, it kind of prompted. Uh, I know we're talking about this first EP, but it really prompted this uh, kind of move into this really honed in sound that I have. Uh, we actually just got out of a writing camp two days ago. Uh, five days, 20 sessions. Uh, and I think we ended up with 37 songs. Oh, whoa. <laughs> okay. It was, it was five days from noon to 1 a.m. And, oh, man, it was two rooms. It was fucking insane. And the, the, the songs in, that we came out with, woo, I'm excited. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Hollywood's a dope one because, you know, I got to it's, – it's got substance to it. And it's mm-hmm. about, you know, the, the the ups and downs of, you know, coming out to L.A. From, to a big city from Chesterfield, Missouri. Everything's so much different. You know, the the feelings that you have as an artist and, uh, you know, navigating that. Mm-hmm. And I really liked what that was talking about. And I liked the sound of this of the song. And I was like, this this is this is it. This is fire. I want to do more of this. And so, you know, that prompted what's next. To what's me. coming next. So Hollywood will set the the tone for the newer new stuff coming out with with you. Yes, it will. Exciting. Exciting. I love it, man. Well, I can't wait to hear the rest of the EP. Uh, what in like I said, I love what you're doing now and the, and the sound that you have with the the pop punk kind of rock guitars and and your voice over it. It sounds so good. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. Are you playing any shows? Are you doing anything to support the EP? Uh, so I actually I'm going on tour with Peachtree Rascals in October, and that'll be my first tour ever. I'm so, so excited about that. Uh, I, I think I think we're getting some 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 smaller shows together uh, for this EP, but they're going to be dope. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, congratulations and thank you so much for for taking time to to hang out with me today. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Adam. Yeah. I have one more quick question for you, Miles, before I let you go. Sir. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Yeah. Do that shit every day. Do that shit every day. Don't get too precious and put it out. What's the worst that's going to happen? <laughs>